What is up, guys? Welcome back to, I believe it is episode 97 of the Rip City Rundown podcast. We are nearing episode 100. And if we post every week, the next three weeks, four weeks, I'm not sure the data will come out. Maybe we can figure that out throughout the podcast. But this is our first one in two weeks. Um, just had to take had to take a week off for personal reasons and for reasons that we don't want to just regurgitate content for you guys over and over. We want to be able to give you content that you would enjoy. And I think that's what we have today. We've got a lot to talk about. Guys are back in Portland. Scoot's talking about how much he loves, how much he loves the city. Dame is back in trade rumors once again. Not that he ever left, but they're just picking back up again. And we'll give you guys some predictions for the season, how we think we're going to go. I know we've kind of sprinkled in some things throughout different podcasts, such as our hot takes, but this is going to be our true what we think is going to happen for the 2023-2024 season. So um, what do we want to start with? We want to start with training camp updates. Nurk is back in town. How do you feel about that, Cody? We're big Nurk fans over here, right? Uh, I don't know. You guys have been on the trade Nurk train for quite a while, and I kind of wasn't until everyone in Portland seemed to unanimously agree that it's time for him to go but as of now it's looking like he's going to be in the starting lineup for Portland this season and you know part of me still really loves Nurk even though his house is for sale all this rumors um he's still going to be here most likely and same with Dame um that's crazy Dame got traded on requested a trade on July 1st I believe it was we were all together in person for that and if you were to tell me that uh september 15th he's still on the team um not necessarily huge trade packages have you know been basically come out i would have been surprised that he's still on the team right now but part of me is happy because if dame's in a blazer uniform you know i'm happy sliver to, of hope yeah give us a sliver of hope and we'll see what happens um because i don't see anything happening in the next month in terms of trades going down in my opinion well Back when we did our hot takes podcast, my hot take was Dame's the Blazer in 2024. So not to give myself too much praise, but that was my hot take, which for the OGs of the channel, you know, I'm the the optimistic guy. And usually the optimistic takes don't end up great. Uh, this take wasn't necessarily optimism. It was more just like like you just said, Cody, the, the packages that have been offered so far have been a uh, you can find those in your local dumpster. That's how I would describe the packages uh, that have been offered for Dame. So back to training camp we go, I guess. And Damian Lillard is still on the roster. He is still a tra- a trailblazer. He's still part of the organization right now. Um, what does that mean for team building? What does that mean for the culture? I'm not really sure because it's a veteran who's been here for a long, long time, and his future is undecided. And then it's really a bunch of kids. And you have Jeremy, we have Nurk technically, which let's just let me just talk about Nurk quick. What's so funny to me is we've been on the trade Nurk train for so long, which I think is warranted because you know our, our goal in trading Nurk was to get closer to a, a title or to get on the path of a championship. But now that we're tanking, it almost feels like if you want talent, you need to keep Nurk because last time I checked, the other bigs on this roster are severely limited in in skill and talent and veteran experience. Let, let's just say that. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Nurk is the last thing 
on my mind when it comes to the Blazers because yeah. if we're because I'm in the mindset that we're gonna tank and lose games this year and I in the nicest way possible, I don't think Nurk is gonna go out there and win you a ton of games if he's on a tanking roster. So I mean at this point he's kind of on the team just to fill bodies, hopefully play well first half of the season and I wouldn't I would wouldn't be shocked if he was traded at the deadline, assuming he's still on this roster. I still think there's a possibility he's a part of a Dame trade if that does happen before the start of the season. Um, but one thing I do want to go ahead and just say from the start, because all the guys are back in Portland, Dame is obviously not – I mean, he could be in Portland. He's just not in the facility right now, at least from what we can see. If Dame's on this roster to start the year, for those that are saying it's just going to be awkward, it's going to ruin the vibes. That's I think that's the last thing that's going to happen. I, Dame's the last person that's going to create just the bad vibes, bad, bad atmosphere in an organization. He's still going to go out do his business, whether he still wants to get traded, whether he doesn't get traded. I don't think we need to worry about bad vibes. And at the worst worst case scenario, we have bad vibes. It means we lose games. I mean, is that not what we were kind of going to plan on doing prior to this whole? thing where he could possibly stay i don't know i don't think it's that big of a deal he's not he's not Kawhi leonard he's not james harden he's not ben simmons he's gonna play basketball he's gonna play basketball wherever he is he doesn't hate the city it's a little i can understand um the basic nba fans perspective on this how it might be a little awkward for someone who's been on the team for over 10 years now and who's just been trying to win a championship to just play next to this 19 20 year old that's frankly your replacement but i don't think that i think scoot and dame will be great friends like during oh, yeah. training camp and just Agreed. throughout the year and if dame does get traded i think when dame plays the blazers let's say in a miami jersey or wherever he is years down the line they're, they're still going to be connected and good friends so i you brought up, brought up a great point that dame is that type of player to um stir the in a negative way like he's just gonna bring good vibes to the team and it's kind of weird but like is dame almost like a good piece if you're tanking if you're around young guys that's such a weird thing to say but no i know what you mean like kind of like a mentor almost yeah but that's so unfair to dame obviously but you know what i'm saying i'm trying to say yeah because dame wants to win games wants to play basketball at the highest level but for Scoot's development, for Shaden's development, for Ant's development, Dame is his presence and his knowledge in training camp and for however long in the season would be invaluable. The flip side, the reason why it wouldn't be good that Dame stays is when he does play, he's he's going to win us games that we probably shouldn't be winning. You know what I mean? Like because he's just an otherworldly talent, he's an ultimate professional. He's gonna put aside the business part of the NBA and he's going to go out and just hoop because that's what he loves to do is play basketball. And he's going to go average 30, you know, and who knows if the Blazers as an organization is going to give him free reign to do that. Or if we're going to be like the thing, I don't think we'll shut him down. I'm not saying we're going to shut him down, but almost like, because if you're, you're committing to scoot, you're committing to Shaden and ant and four guards on a roster doesn't make sense and there's not enough minutes to go around. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying they would shut Dame down, but I think I there's a chance he's like severely limited in his minutes. I want, I don't want to say something wrong that is misinformation. So I'm going to see if I can check 
to make sure. But in this whole new CBA thing, new rules about people not be able to sit and only sit a certain amount of people. Um, okay, here's the tweet that I was referring to. It's from Sean Hyken. And he said, I checked with the NBA on the new rule against long-term shutdowns of star players, which is in quotes, and was told it doesn't only apply for end-of-season tanking. Theoretically, it could prohibit, say, a player with an outstanding trade request from being asked agreeing to stay home. Basically saying, this new rule will prohibit players that don't obviously have a reason to sit out, specifically injury, right? that they're going to have to play. So, I mean, Dame's in a Blazer uniform. He's going to play. And yeah. it's not like, and yeah, like you said, Dame loves to play basketball. He's not going to agree. And I don't even think the Blazers would only play him 15 minutes a night because even that would cause trouble. And they, I remember when Anthony Davis requested a trade um, from the Pelicans, they sat him a bunch of games and then got in trouble. And they were like, you have to play at least, well, it was either like 15 or 25 minutes a game. And it just created so much drama and they would play him exactly 25 minutes in one second and then pull him as soon as possible. And it was just, it was such bad optics that I just don't think that's something that's going to happen again, assuming Dame's in Portland. So yeah, the the ramifications of that new rule though, at least for us is pretty, pretty prominent because you, now you would have Dame play minutes, which would restrict development and restrict, additional minutes and additional games like ultimately when you count up the minutes for scoot and Shaden and ant in a way so i mean if you're the blazers does this new rule kind of i I probably doesn't but if you're just like thinking logically about this it almost seems like portland would be inclined to get a deal done before the season starts Mm -hmm. so they don't have to just deal with that deal with having to kind of follow this new rule of playing your players aka playing damn so i don't know when you just think about it like that it's it's interesting to think that this could be a reason for the blazers to maybe speed up but also it's obviously apparent at this point the blazers are not necessarily slow playing but they are content with waiting until the right opportunity so yeah i want to with the i don't think Dame being here until the trade deadline would stunt any growth or because is five months or however four months of Dame being in 50 games of Dame being in front of Scoot, Shade, and Ant, is that really going to set their careers back that much, if any? Does it even like hurt them at all? Does it help them more? To have a guy no, like but it probably prolongs their because it just prolongs their development. So if we're Scoot, trying to get them like to a place as fast as possible, yeah, it does have an effect. Because I mean, Scoot's yeah. been a professional for two years. Like, I don't think it would affect him at all. And if the Blazers end up pulling off a trade, which I don't think is something that is out of the realm of possibilities. The re, like they pull off the trade because they want to just get Dame off the team. And they're now thinking about this and they're like, oh, we don't want this drama. We don't want this just storyline in Portland for the first half of the season. And if that's the reason they make a trade and ends up being a worse trade than what they could have gotten, that's going to, that's going to be rough because I'll, I don't care if six months, someone said, I don't remember who said it. If it was some blazer person said, 
you would take six months of awkwardness over a bad trade that would result in 10 years of or could hurt you for 10 years or whatever i don't know exactly i'm still in the belief that the blazers aren't going to do a good trade i haven't steered off that path dame dame is just dame is just such a huge piece the biggest piece the biggest asset we'll have probably in franchise history like sure he'd be more valuable if he was in his 20s but by just a purely performance level he's like i said the greatest asset and to you know mess up this move to not maximize your outcome you can you know get from this move it'd be heartbreaking because um unfortunately or fortunately however you want to look at it this move is going to shape our you know future and obvious obviously our players will as well but this trade is also a massive massive Mm -hmm. part of that and it's really hard to just it's really hard to predict our team i know the title of the podcast is you know predicting what our team with the blazers like next season and we're going to try it because this is probably going to be the hardest prediction we've ever done on this channel because we just don't know because when you have a superstar who's lingering could get traded before the season could get traded at the deadline could stay all year like you just don't know and like the west is really powerful this year you know i'd be i think the mavs are gonna be better i think the rockets are gonna actually start trying maybe obviously the nugget suns clippers are gonna be trying lakers okc is gonna be trying to make the playoffs now after they just did or maybe they made the plan don't remember and even the jazz even the jazz are might be something with Matt I think Kessler. the Blazers are the only team that realist. I guess the Rockets might have good goals, but they still might not be good. The Blazers are, I think, at this current juncture, are the only team in the mindset of we're not really trying to make the playoffs. We have talent. The Blazers have talent, but we are just horrendously constructed from a winning standpoint with all of our guards and the lack of bigs, like Nurk being the only you know, relevant big on our team. So yes. we're going to give a prediction. We're going to give a number of wins. It's going to be really hard, but we're going to do our okay. best. So with that being said, Cody, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you guys, um, I have my line that I set in my head um, really just based off of the other bad teams in the league, probably give an extra win or two, just cause you know, for the bias, of course, because of, of course we want to see the boys win. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give you an over under, you guys can take whatever angle you want. You can be like, this is with Dame playing half the season, getting traded at the trade deadline. This could be Dame not playing any games like that parts up for grabs. That's why it's hard. But if I said the total over under number of wins for the Blazers this year are at 25 and a half. Are you taking the over or the under? That's a great line. <laughs> As a but it's also so rumptious line like feels way too low, but it's honestly a great line. I'll I'll give what I think is kind of gonna go down. Um I honestly still think Dame gets traded before the season. I think okay. August is a month that nothing happens in the NBA in general. We're already seeing a couple weeks into September, things are picking back up. I mean, maybe GMs aren't talking, but big media outlets are talking can, can about I, can it. Can I now. comment on that quick? Yeah. I, I I forgot to ask. Do you guys think like, because what I think is when like this stuff like recirculates, I think it's just media just recirculating old stories for clicks. But 
I mean, do you think GMs are talking now? Like, do you think no, Joe I Cronin think, is starting to I talk? I think definitely people... Like, AK, do you believe the reports that he has no communication with Miami? The Blazers? Yeah. Oh, um, I think that, rep- that report was probably, what, like a week ago, maybe? I think, yeah, that was it was probably true then. I mean, obviously, they've had communication. They had commu- yeah. They had to have. They just probably haven't had anything in the last month. I think that Miami will probably recirculate. Honestly, I, it would be stupid for Portland. Like, if Portland truly is not doing anything and just sitting on sitting with them, sitting on their hands and waiting for teams to come to them, that's stupid because you should also be trying to go out there and get the best package because the reality is we know the direction Joe Cronin and this team wants to go. They want to build around the young guys. They want to go small. They want to get young. So keep trying to do that. Trade your most valuable asset, a guy that doesn't like wants to get traded too. It would, it would just be stupid to just keep sitting on the asset, letting his value get lower and lower because as older and older he gets in the, I mean, if, I don't see his value going, getting any higher throughout the season unless like from his perspective, from other teams perspective, maybe, but yep. that, that was just a tangent. Just the Blazers should try to communicate with teams. I do find it interesting that no other team, like there hasn't been another team come out or reported and say and an offers out there. Um, Okay, but back to the record thing. I do think Dame gets traded to Miami before the season. Um, I I would be curious to see what the odds or percentage of that is right now in just the public eye. Um, So with that being said, I think we go, who was the worst team in the NBA last year? What was their record? So, so, well, funny you say, I just pulled this up. Right now, the Blazers, Clippers, Heat, Nets, and Sixers don't have win totals attached to them just because each team is dealing with potential trades like Harden Clippers with, you know, I don't know. They, they're always involved in something, you know, the heat and blazers obviously, but right now the lowest total is actually the wizards are at 25 and a half, which is the same line that I just said. And then the Pistons are 27 and a half Spurs and Rockets are 30 and a half, 31 and a half. So I'll say 25 and a half still. I'm saying, I think the blazers go under, I think they win like 24 games. I think they're better than the Wizards, though. I think the Wizards are worse than them. We'll have a top, yeah. like we'll have a bottom three record. We'll have a top chance at a lottery pick. Um, Twenty-four wins, eh? And I think hard. I think Nurk, one of Nurk or Jeremy, if they're not traded, if Nurk isn't traded in the offseason, one of them is getting traded at the deadline. Like it would just be weird to keep them. I feel like it's so hard for me because. Frankly, because the West, just every team probably is more in than we are. Like, we're in the first year of the rebuild. Every other team, no matter how bad, even the Spurs have Wemby now, like, they're projected to probably be better than us, maybe. It's just, yeah, every team. But I got to think, wins are not necessarily correlated exactly to the standings in the West because the East can poop the bed hard. So, with that being said, Okay, the Blazers got 33 wins last season, and we started 11 and 3. It's just, oh, it's like, because we're obviously not going to start 11 and 3 this time. But are we going to be worse? Are we going to be worse than we were after that for the rest of the season, this next season? 25 and a half is a great line. I'm going to say, I'm going to say we're under that as well. And by the way, guys, if we go under, I think that's more of a win of a season if we go over by three games. I the last thing I want to do is go thirty and fifty-two. 
That's worst case scenario, in my opinion. But either yeah, either make exactly. the plan and give us. Yeah, but isn't it? It's just as long as we're like bottom four, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's bottom four. Um, bottom three. I don't know. So y'all both go under. Dame Jeremy is just so talented. Like, how is that going to get twenty four wins? Well, I'm going to go with it because we're playing with. I mean, we lost a lot of games with Dame post All Star break too. Yeah, so but we I'll, also I'll shut I'll... him down. Well, I mean, like when Dame was playing, that's why we ended up. Um, well, under. I'm gonna probably take. I'll say we win 26 games. Um, no, I can't. We can't go three, three. You know, on the we we got to hedge a little bit. So you, you know, you know, like what they say, we got to save the graphic. We got to save the graphic. That's what they yeah. say on game day. Just, All this just so we don't just win a championship. No, I'm saying we're gonna win 26 because I think, like you said, we started 11 and three, and then we lost like so many games post All Star break, but. That the the theoretical wait, wait. team How we, we ended with hold, we only with thirty three wins we went started eleven and three uh, so. we Cody and I did, it was like twenty two and fifty or something so something what's crazy. that winning percentage for the whole season or post because obviously or no it was twenty two and seventy nine or something wait are you saying post post eleven three but we start no we started eleven no we didn't start eleven three we started ten and four I thought. Who cares? It was started 10 and, we started ten and three for sure. Ten and three. We'll say we started ten and three. Yeah. Um. So take away the ten so that's, wins. That's twenty two and twenty three. We were we ended with thirty three wins. We were thirty three and forty nine. Yeah. So 20, over thirty three minus ten is twenty two. Thirty three minus. 10. I mean, sorry, twenty three. Thirty three. Twenty three and forty six. Twenty three and forty six. So that's well, we ended one percentage. That is atrocious. Oh my god. But so the reason why I'm taking I don't the over that one percentage is the reason why I'm taking 26. No, I'll do it quick. We were probably on track for like 28 wins on that pace. Yeah. Here, I'll uh, do it real quick. I'm only taking the over because I think the team that we have now with a a team without Dame now is more talented than the team that we finished the year with last year. Um and I think that thirty-two and a half percent. I don't know when when you're just when you're so young. I feel like if Scoot is like winning you like two games post All Star break, like you're not going to shut a rookie down. No, like, no, no. They they won't. so it'll and be you're, like uh, I'm taking twenty six wins. Just you got to remember though, like i we're saying obviously i assume the 26 win prediction and the under 25 and a half for us two is dames either not on the team to start the year or off the team come trade deadline like he's not playing the whole year i'm assuming correct um mm-hmm. i said take it however you want but that's i mean well, I think i'm we're for all your like... individual prediction oh i'm, I'm saying 26 because think. i don't think dame will finish the year yeah yeah duh. okay that's yeah that's what i was saying that's why i said a dameless team you look at other teams like the pistons the Pistons had top, like lottery picks on their team last year, and it's just rookies aren't good in the NBA. Like they I had agree. 17 wins, and it's not like the Pistons even have a terrible culture. Like the Rockets, we can say they have a terrible culture, or they have terrible coaching, or whatever. I just find, I hope Scoots. I actually I don't know. I want the Blazers to win games. It's just as a natural fan, you do, but. It's not. It's going to take time for these guys to be good players in the NBA. Scoot's probably not going to be an 
he might not even be an above average player his rookie year. How many rookies are? So, well, I mean, you're right, but earlier you said he had been a pro, he's been a pro for two years already. And that is a good point. I'm, I'm not saying he's like. A I, I, I will say this: I'm contradicting myself over and over and over. But if anyone compares, like Luca was a great player as a rookie, they still sucked as a team because again, it's hard to win with rookies as your best players. Right. But and they suck now. Luca was a pro for a couple of years. I think EuroLeague's probably a little higher level than the G League Ignite, but I mean, being a pro is being a pro. And Luca came in an average twenty-seven and six. So honestly, now, Scoot's probably true. Best, best chance to do that. True, but Scoot's also not six six eight. So no, I'm not saying he's going to do that. I'm just saying like that type of impact. Right, but I, mm-hmm. I'm only taking the over because I do feel like we're going to get off to a better than expected start if Dame is playing. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I do. I don't. I don't even care if we go over or under. I just said over because I just didn't want to go three unders and because I don't know. It's it's sharp. Yeah. My 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 question for you guys: What is what is the best case realistic scenario? So don't say Joel Embiid ends up getting traded before the season and the Blazers go fifty three and twenty nine and they make it to the Western Conference Finals and all that stuff or win the championship. Best case realistic scenario for the Blazers is a plan I'd say the best case plan no absolutely not it's that we don't make the plan no no I'm that... well, okay obviously we would rather probably get the first overall pick than be you in the plan you mean team success I mean team success, like success yeah, best case team success oh, I think we can make the plan this is a talented team it really is you don't know what Scoot's gonna do he could have he could be a rookie of the year if Scoot's rookie of the year that is your hot plays pick. great yep if Scoot's rookie of the year Simon's plays Amazing. Dame's averaging 30. And our big Nurk is doing better than expected. Then we'll be a playing team. And that's best case scenario team success wise. But obviously, that would be worst case scenario for f- future five year window lenses type of year True. because True. we not get a good lottery pick. And we need another good lottery pick big, I think, if we want to be. Successful. I'll just say, I'll say playing and we f- fight into the eighth seed and get absolutely embarrassed on national television in the playoffs. Take game one and then we set the Nuggets. championship. Take game one, we're like, guys, can we do this? Dude, what? Like the bubble. I don't even know if that's realistic to say we make the plan and then probably have to win like two road games. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'll just say like eight seed, we somehow like, three-way tie in the plane and get the nine seed and then just pull off a shocker against the 10 oh wait no we'd have to be a seven yeah no 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 shot we're making the off boys <laughs> no shot i have a question for you guys who do you think will be the most improved blazers player this season you have lots of options we have so many young guys you probably have like six realistic options that wouldn't be a bad answer okay i'm gonna go with a guy who's probably not on everyone's initial radar i mean i think he'll definitely get a ton of minutes this year um he's a big so he's gonna not really have a lot of competition in front court depth really and i think he has the makings of being a serviceable player in the league i think he just needs to obviously just continue to grow in decision making and probably his his defense obviously um but i think he has the tools and i think he's physically gifted enough and he's a great shooter and he's from the pac-12 Jabari Walker. I'm going Jabari Walker. All right. I like that one. Interesting. I think uh, 
this is one of those years where a guy like Jabari, a second round pick that if we were competing, would just be like an Anthony Simons his first two years, just sitting on the end of the bench, not playing at all. But there's no reason he shouldn't go out and play 25 minutes a game at this point as mm-hmm. the sixth, seventh man on the roster. Um, it'll be interesting to see the dynamic between him and Chris Murray, kind of who ends up getting more play time because I would I would say they're both fours. I guess Chris Murray could technically play the three. He's, what, six, eight. Jamari could even play the three, too. Um, obviously, I think Anthony Simons is going to win most improved player, but that definitely doesn't mean he's going to be the most improved in uh, just where he was last year to the next year. Um, I don't know, honestly. I, 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 I'll just say a guy that I think this is his make or break year for me. I'm jumping off his bandwagon if he doesn't play well because I thought he was going to be like most improved player last year. I made a whole video about how I think he's going to average 13 to 15 points per game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Nasir Little. Like, yep. this he's got to he's got to come out and play. He shows so many good flashes. He's got to stay healthy. And he, this is a guy that was a top five protected pick going into his year at North Carolina. Didn't play well at North Carolina. Fell to 25. I was ecstatic when we got him. And what he's on, he's on one of the better, or actually at this rate, we don't know. He, he has the opportunity to be one of the better contracts in the entire NBA. If he comes out and averages 12 points a game next year, plays sound defense is a great guy to come off the bench. Maybe even starts at some point at the three. I mean, this is a guy that's only making $7 million a year. He's got to make the jump. I thought it was going to be last year. We Remember, we were debating him or Josh Hart to be the starter. And now he's yeah. like, we're on a tanking team and he probably won't start. It'll probably be Matisse at the three. Maybe we go somehow go to this three-yard lineup. Well, I guess Matisse is a guard too. It's a three-guard lineup no matter what. We know how we do it in Portland. But yeah. we love our guards. We love our guards. I'm not saying he's going to be the most improved player. I guess I didn't answer your question, but Nasir, come on. Got, right. You got to have make, it. Make or break here for Nas. I agree. Got to bring yep. it up. I agree. Um, I'll go with the basic answer, Scoo. I mean, I said I want. I think he could win Rookie of the Year. My question, my but, question, but but Cody, but what but is he improving teacher, on? But he, how can he improve when he hasn't had any NBA experience? I'm just kidding. Yeah, you you can say Scoot. You know what I mean. Okay, no, but, but that's fair. That's fair. This guy, like from the G League to like what he can provide, fine. I'm, I'm fair. It's fair. Go for it. Yeah, you know, even though he hasn't played a real NBA game, he's played in the G League, so. I think you're allowed to improve. Like you can count that G League. Yeah, you can. Part. I'll allow it. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Hey, but hey, it was give a, me scoop. It's fair. Scoop. It's fair. He's gonna flash. He's gonna be better than Victor, hopefully. Even though Victor's this guy got an 84 2K rating. That's gotta be oh the my highest, gosh, bro. Highest rookie 2K ratings of all I'm time. About to, but... uh, this is gonna be a. I don't know if this comparison is gonna make any sense or. Be a good comparison at all, but for some reason, it just popped in my mind. I almost feel like Scoot is gonna be like what Shadur Sanders is doing at Colorado right now, because Shadur Sanders is kind of flashy. Uh, he, he's Dion's son. He's got all this marketability, but the way he plays the game is just like it's not flashy. He plays with the most poise. He plays. He takes the check down. He does the smart thing. He gets it to the receivers. He lets his receivers do the work, and then his stats are good at the end of the game. That's what a good quarterback does. He's honestly like a glorified game manager in a way. 
that can obviously make the flashy play here or there. I think that's what Scoot's going to do. I think Scoot's going to, he's not going to come out and just try to huck up shots. He's going to do everything he can, like we saw in the summer league. He's just going to make his teammates better. And then he's going to get his when he has an opportunity to get his. But you want to, you want, you would think he's averaging 30 points a game and 10 assists by the way he's marketed, by the way people talk about him. But in reality, he's just being the leader of the team and he's doing everything he should do as a player. So. That no, was a really I just, weird comparison, but it's just for some reason. I can see it. Mind. I just didn't want to say like Simons because I know a lot of people think that. And oh my God, I'm all in for Simons growing, but it's just like he played so well last season. Like, how is he going to grow much average more? 30, he was, man. I'm telling you. He was near a 40% three point shooter, probably mid 40s. I don't have his exact stats up, but field goal percentage. Yeah. Like, he can definitely improve his defense, but I'm if he's going to be the most improved player, he's literally going to turn into a certified all star because last year was. Awesome. So yep. we're gonna see. I'm telling you, I agree. We're we're, we're a year late on the on the Simons like jump because that jump was last year. Yeah. So mm. that ship has sailed. Simon, you're telling me Simons can't go out and average 28. I think he most improved player I don't at think, this point is player. I don't going think he from... will. I don't think he'll average 28. We still have oh, Jeremy, I, I dude. Jeremy's think... gonna get. Jeremy's gonna huck. I forget about Jeremy, and honestly. This guy was a 30-point score in the Pistons. What okay, were we doing 30, in but agency, was... man? Why mm-hmm. is Trenton Watford not on this team? Why is Jeremy making $30 million? Where the freak is Tristan? Okay. Let's just dig on Joe the last five minutes of this pot. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> going back to your, your little Scoot Shador comparison, I feel like it's a good jumping-off point into just like Scoot and um, – I know we wanted to dedicate a segment to him specifically. Uh, I agree with your take in terms of he's a flashy kind of like uh, swaggy for lack of a better word, like personality off the court, but on like on the court, he, I think the thing that I'm impressed, I am impressed with him the most is just, he kind of knows the type of player he is already and he knows what works and what doesn't. And that's a byproduct of playing professionally for the G League at night for a couple of years, he's able to hone those skills and he's got a few years on his counterparts. I mean, I think obviously Wimby is different just from his metrics and size and everything, but other rookies that played college ball, like Scoot is going to have a mental edge and you could argue like a, just a physical edge in terms of like knowing how to use his body in space and picks and screens and even on the defensive end so i think that comparison was good hopefully people agree with that but he made some comments scoot made some comments portland portland's dope man he says says. he loves living in portland now we can debate if that is true for will he think that three years from now okay cody Cody, you live in portland obviously so you know the area a little more than us we know the area a little bit but he said that uh he likes it because, you know, he lives in a super quiet area. It's really it's really low-key. He was like, you know, there's a lot of areas out there that obviously aren't quiet, but I just live in a super quiet area. Where do you think he's living? He's living in West Lynn. It's probably like living a Squigo like or West Lynn. You, hey, like a Squigo? You know where he's not living. He's not living in Clackamas. He's not, he's not living, living in Clackamas. In, he's not looking at Gresham. He's probably not Beaverton's all right. He's he, Taggart. He's not what living happened, in Taggart. What goes down in Clackamas? Bullets, man. Bullets. It's oh literally GTA 5. But they have have you guys ever, have, you guys ever, 
have you guys ever played GTA 5? That is literally Clackamas. Like you're driving down there. That's such a funny name. Clackamas. Clackamas just sounds like a dangerous area. Where do you live? But it's got Chick. You can just tell that it does that, have the Chick Fil A. That zip code line is just the the line between safe and non-safe. It's What's hilarious. the town next to Clackamas? Milwaukee. What about where's Virginia City or no? Yeah, Oregon Virginia? City. Yeah, we're, we're not, not a Virginia. Virginia. Is there not a Virginia? About, there's Happy Valley. That's where a lot of about, rich people live. Talking about Oregon City. Um, yeah, the Port Portland area. You know, there's some nice areas. It's just for NBA players. They all just want big market. This wasn't dangerous. Oh, wasn't I'm it? thinking of I'm thinking of uh, Vir- Virginia Avenue in Bend. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know where Virginia came from. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm more so just care. Like I'm just glad. Like Scooch just like. I just like seeing like Scoot also said it's when he's talking about Portland, it's the best situation he could be in and he's here to stay. I just I just love it. Wait, isn't isn't um isn't Oregon City where uh uh a friend of a PKU member you used used to live? That's just that, yeah, that is factual, but we don't go there. Um <laughs> um hiss. Um so, <laughs> so yeah. funny. Um we love Scoot. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Wait, but do we actually know where Scoot lives? No. <laughs> no. Oh, he lives. No, so we're, we're, we're not quiet. stalkers. We're not it's stalkers. Quiet. Okay. Well, y- you you opened the pod with Nurk's houses for sale, so I mean, yeah, we know true. Dame lives in West Lynn, or was building a house in West Lynn. Yeah, I don't know. We know Jabari <laughs> lives on four hundred five West Ave. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great point, but I totally forgot what I was gonna say. So good. You're saying that you love Scoot. I'm sorry. I'm I'm enjoying this trying to guess where Scoot lives. I'm just. I mean, where do, he doesn't have that much money. He can't have over yes, a million dollars he right played. now. Scoot, Scoot just probably got a. You got his contract. Eight million dollars signing bonus. And he probably has a okay. bag from brand deals. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. Come on. This you're dude, right. You're right. You're right. This guy is marketable. Dude, He's it's been... not like they hold their money until they finish the season and then they pay them. They pay them monthly. Well, because like, because I know Shaden Sharp wasn't living in it. Okay. Well, it's well. Okay, I'm not saying Scoot's probably living like all most rookies when they're not married and don't have a family. They probably are living in like a super nice penthouse, maybe or nothing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, he's not living in a mansion. Like, yeah, makes that's, sense. When you're living in a mansion, when you have no family, that's probably a little depressing. So, yeah, how do you know exactly. where Shaden lives, buddy? How do I know where what? How do you know where Shaden lives? I I I don't know. Some just people, but. Well, it's called inside sources. It's called being friends with a man. Shaden is very happy. He said a quote. I don't exactly know what he said, but he just said he's very happy to play with Scoot. And I'm Ooh, really I got excited. the quote. You want it? Just, throw it up. Throw it up. I'm looking forward to building that chemistry and brotherhood that Portland tries to emphasize. It's going to be fun. Fun to play oh. and fun to watch. God, you just got you just got to love quote guy Cole Peterson here. You just got to love brotherhood. Hey, we got we got we got quote guy, we got stat guy, and we got bad take guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the three of us. That's the, that's um, the trio. All right, here comes another outrageous take. You ready? I just I just thought of a great one. All right. When it's all said and done, Scoot and Shaden won't be better, but Scoot and Shaden will be more successful than Damon CJ. You know, I, I love team wise, not individually, because I don't think like Dame's going to be the best player to ever play in Portland. I'm going to say yes because I'm going to have hope that in the next 15 years, 
someone's going to put a competent, like actually elite team in Portland. That means they'll be a part of it. You're basically saying they're going to make the conference finals or better. So I'm I'm yeah. saying they're either going to make the finals once or make the conference. Do you finals really think twice. Portland is not, like? And well, I guess we don't know if like they could easily leave when they're 26 or 28. They could Facts. pull a Lamarcus. Why is outrageous? Um, we also have a bum GM in place right now. Well, maybe he's and great. Our, we don't know. How about this? How about this? Here's a take for you guys. Do you think Joe Cronin lives as or no? Sorry. Do you think Joe Cronin as GM will live to see the day the Blazers make the playoffs? You, you gotta think so. You gotta they, think they, so. They they could they could fire him. I don't think we will because honestly, and because if we're, if we're tanking, it's gonna be like he's gonna be like guys, I'm just tanking. It's part of the two plan. Two years in two years, we could. We're, I I bet we might look back on Joe and say. All right, at least he committed to something and had a vision. That I don't like the vision right bar. now. That's such a low bar. Well, all right, what, I have a playoffs? question. What's going to happen? Dude, dude committed. <laughs> What's going to happen first, new GM or new owner? Ooh, okay. We actually that's a good, that's something we should probably actually discuss. Um uh is it Adam Silver new... said he's not making him sell it right now, so Can I say new try. GM? That's what I said. New, new GM or new owner. How old is Jody? I don't care. Probably like seven. That, that definitely matters if she's older. All right, I'll look it up real quick. It'll take two seconds. Well, we I guess actually it doesn't Bill matter. Will Jody will just send it 64. to a, Jody will send, Jody will probably just send the team to another just just undeserving family member that shouldn't own the team. It should have just be sixty four. Yeah, five right. years away from our favorite number. She's only sixty four. She's only yeah. sixty four. She looks yeah. like okay, this is mean. Okay, yeah, we. Don't, I, I was, thought she was older because Paul. I thought like, how old was Paul when he passed? I don't actually don't think Paul was that old. Okay, I see. I thought Paul Paul was older, and I thought Jody would have been like older too. Okay, sixty four is that the real question is how long? How much longer is Chauncey to coach? Yeah, or that too. Who do you think, think goes? Who do you think goes first, Jody? It always is the coach first if it's between Chauncey. the coach and GM. Yeah, or Joe. It's, Car- it's going to yeah. be Chauncey, but I think they give Chauncey ample chances here with Scoot and Shaden. I think Chauncey and Joe. It's, it's weird though because Joe has more to lose if Scoot doesn't pan out because Chauncey was initially brought in for Dame, but now I think they're going to be like, "Can you just be a a a whisper?" Yeah, honestly, this, this is just there's we could go back to, and I know we say it all the time. We could go back and look at so many different quotes and just. Joe's just been scrambling from day one, man. Like he hired, I guess, he that, te- no. I guess Neil technically hired Chauncey, so never mind. But true, this whole organization is just so just popo. It is pretty <laughs> rough right now. It is rough. Hey, but Scoot likes living in the city. Yeah, he loves it. But like until maybe winter comes around, you think he's winter gonna, comes uh, around, he's done. He definitely maybe. he did say there's some places that aren't quiet, and we do know that. I mean, you can't go some places. The fact that Scoot's literally living, you probably can't get into them because the Scoot, Scoot says it. Scoot says it's great to live here and he's only lived here June, July, August, September. Do you know what happens in November, <laughs> December, January, February, March, April, point. May, June? You know what happens? Yeah, he's about to get in for a rude awakening. All right, Cody. Cody. Yeah. So as the resident of Oregon, I'm gonna ask you. Scoot said the place he lives is quiet. Okay. I'm going to give you some suburbs, and you're going to tell me if this place could possibly be where Scoot lives or not, based on what Scoot said about his probably, home. He probably lives in the barn. At a, at a... Okay. 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 Yeah. Number one, 
Do you think Scoot could live in Oregon City? No, absolutely no not. Shot. Do you think Scoot could live in Wilsonville? Yes. Do you think he could live in Tualatin? Wait, doesn't the, doesn't the lizard live there? No, the snake. Okay. No. Do you think he could live in Tualatin? Uh, no. What about really? Tiger? No. You you don't think he could live? Okay, go back to Tualatin. Tualatin has like this good of a nice place. I mean, the rest of it's just booty hole. But okay. that's where the practice facility is. You got to think at least some players live there close to the facility. I think he lives in, in, in Lake, Lake Oswego. That's right. Like Actually, I'll, I'll give Tualatin a maybe. Okay, Lake 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 Oswego, Os- Lake the Lake. Yeah, problem with that. It's all just big houses. There's no like like you said. Actually, that's not true. Yeah, he could live there. What about uh, Damascus? <laughs> no, oh, that's, that's just far away. What about Gre- Gresham? No, absolutely, just bullet land. That's like clack. <laughs> <laughs> what about Vancouver? Vancouver? No. All right, uh, scenario, no. scenario. Sen- He's absolutely scenario. not living in downtown Portland, I'll tell you that. Wait, here's the scenario. There's this guy that used to play for the Blazers that was, like, super good, but he unfortunately had to retire early because he had some issues with his knees. He's in Clackmas. Bullets are flying. What goes down first? His knee- I don't even know what I'm saying. That's so just, just Does he make quiet, it out man. before, before All right, dude. Gets- All right, do the outro. Jeez. Yeah, okay. Um last one, Hillsboro. Hillsboro's no. nice. He doesn't Okay. All right. That's gonna do it. We went off the rails there at the end, but beautiful. Drop Love your it. predictions. Do you think the Blazers go over 25 and a half or under 25 and a half wins? Who's gonna be most improved? Who's gonna be MVP? Drop them all in the comments below. Go follow our TikTok. Cody. Tell, just, tell, just tell them about the TikTok. Okay, for, first of all, how do you not know who Walker Kessler is, brother? Yeah, that was embarrassing. Anyway. Dude, we um, thought Dwight Howard won MVP. We don't know ball. We're casuals. Rip.city.run. All those people, people in the comments just say, like, we're casuals when, like, they couldn't name they couldn't name it either. Yeah, go follow our TikTok. I was our screaming. T- Sorry, Cody, go ahead. I'm just our TikTok's you. doing amazing. We're up to 11,000 followers. Um, Peyton Pritchard is seventh in the NBA all time in what, Cody? Never mind. Um, go follow. We got 11,000 followers. We're averaging a few thousand, 3,000, 2,000 views. Every tick video, it's consistent. It's trivia. We give more of our personality in that. And we also go beyond the scope of the Blazers as we talk about NBA. Did I just say that 10 seconds ago? I don't remember, but make sure to give Business it a follow. Pitch. Yeah, make sure to give us a follow. Yeah. So go follow our TikTok, follow our Twitter, follow our Instagram. Yeah, the the Twitter and Instagram once the season starts is where. You oh yeah, that's, Instagram's that's, definitely oh, yeah. like we went a couple weeks at one point without a post because there's actually nothing to talk about. But we got some because quotes coming. Why out. would you post about nothing? Got some storylines, you know, you know the vibes. Um, so uh, thank no, you guys no for way. watching. We will see you guys in the next podcast. Comment down below, by the way, what we should do for episode 100. Any special occasion for that? Oh one? yeah, so, uh, we'll we, talk we, about we, that. We, one. Yeah, we we'll can talk about that off, off camera. But uh, thanks for watching, guys. Peace.